Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I think when you see, you know, those types of situations firsthand, it completely changes you. And I also think a lot of people think you have to go abroad to go volunteer and people go on volunteer trips abroad and seeing the need right here in our own country is the most eye opening thing that I could have ever imagined. My name is Esprit Devora host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. My name is Brian Nickerson. I'm guest hosting Women in Tech. I'm very excited for our guest today. She's Laura Hertz, co-founder and CEO of Gifts for Good. Laura, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about Gifts for Good. Yeah, Gifts for Good is an e-commerce platform and we sell employee and client gifts that all support charitable causes. So we work with uh, over 40 different nonprofits and social enterprises around the world and we curate premium products that um, all give back. Amazing. So um, how how do you come up with the idea, the idea? How did this start? Yeah, I was actually in business school at USC Marshall, and I met my co-founder there actually doing research on the corporate gifting market for a class project. And we just pretty quickly realized during a semester-long project that um, this is a huge industry and no one was adding social impact to corporate gifting. So mm. um, we're really the first players in the corporate gifting field, which is huge, over $60 billion a year um, is spent just here in the U.S. on corporate gifts. So we're the first people focused on adding social impact to this market. And and Laura, before the show, you were telling me that stat of $60 billion spent on corporate gifts mm-hmm. and then $18 billion of what, donate? Yeah, $18 billion is given in charitable donations yeah. by corporations every year, but $21 billion is spent just on corporate swag. So that's like wow. promotional items and then $60 billion just on corporate gifts. So imagine the good you could do if a companies all switch their gifting budgets um, to add social impact to that. And that's really our whole goal. Amazing. I mean, I found those numbers astounding, right? Yeah, and it's and such yeah. a such a such a big market. Yeah. So um so so walk us through a little bit uh the like the kind of the flow of someone gets a product and then part of that is going to a charity. If you can just like Tell us a little bit more about uh, kind of how it works. Yeah. Um, a lot of people think that only like <laughs> yeah. 2% of profits are going to all these various different causes, but we're really curating products that are actually made by nonprofits and cause-based mm-hmm. enterprises themselves. So for example, um, a lot of people know the Downtown Women's Center here in Los Angeles. They have a employment program for women who are transitioning out of homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, they teach them life skills such as making like candles and soaps and um, they actually use the sale of those products to help fund their programs. And we do a lot of that. We have a lot of pro- um, a lot of products that are actually supporting um, charitable causes and helping nonprofits really 
to reach a greater market and grow their reach and impact. So um, we work with both nonprofits and social enterprises, but these are all goods that are are made by them themselves. Wow. And so then does so so you're supporting so like the supply chain is mm-hmm. is um made for good. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we have a, a various models that we do. So some people will think of, um, you know, Tom's shoes. We do have a, a one for one model on some of our products. For example, you buy one and we'll plant a tree and you'll get a card with the exact coordinates on earth where a tree was planted in your honor. But we have a huge focus on direct employment programs. So we employ, you know, people coming out of human trafficking, um, homelessness, uh, chronic poverty all over the country and world. So um, we're paying, you know, not just fair wages or fair trade products. Like these are um, really, really high impact products from a lot of nonprofits that have been around for 20, 30 years in Denver and Nashville and Alabama. Mm. And you wouldn't really know them unless you were local to those cities. And we're really mm-hmm. trying to create a one-stop shop for corporate gifts that are all um, supporting cause-based enterprises. Amazing. So are there, um, what, what are some uh, big corporate corporations that you work with so far, like on the corporate buying I, side? I wish that I could say, but I have to kind of keep it under the radar. Yeah. But we have an incredible number of big name companies. And I mean, yeah. having only been around for six months, we were yeah. honestly shocked because we just knew there was a market need when, I wish I could say the names of the companies, but I mean, they're you know publicly traded big name companies that anyone would know walking down the street yeah. who came to us just within our first month of launching our e-commerce site. So it's been really really incredible to see the quality and the types of companies we've been able to attract in a short period of time. I think especially this year, companies are looking to find a way to do good and to, you know, really attract and retain their millennial workforce who really cares about uh, corporate social responsibility. Yeah. So I was impressed, uh, Laura, as you came in, you had an amazing uh, water bottle made by Code Epoxy, yes, right? one of yes. your partners, and then also with the Gifts for Good logo on it. Um, yeah, can you tell exactly. us a little bit about that partnership? Yeah, um, I love their products. Code Epoxy is a you know fantastic organization. Um, they provide uh, targeted grants to five different nonprofits that are addressing the root causes of poverty, everything from health to livelihood initiatives to education to women. Um, and they are really, really stringent about their supply chain, similar to the way that Patagonia is. So mm-hmm. um, really incredible knowing where those products are coming from. Um, we we love selling their products to companies. They have everything from water bottles to, um, you know, down jackets and vests and fleeces, um, laptop commuter sleeves, backpacks, and all of it can be branded for a company to add their logo on it. Amazing. Um and so, um, h- how does a partnership like that come about? I mean, uh, uh <laughs> by me literally hustle. picking, uh, yeah, incredible hustle. I literally spent the they better part, <laughs> a better part of a year saying, Hey, I'm making a website. Um, <laughs> we are the first people focused on corporate gifting, um, with a social impact. I want your products on it. So yeah. a lot of it was literally just me cold calling these companies and, yeah. um, you know, telling them about the type of clients that we were attracting and going to be working with. And, um, you know, our whole, our whole goal is to get all of these nonprofits and social enterprises in the door with companies and get the word out about the good that they're doing so they can grow their reach and impact around the world. Yeah, that's amazing. Such an inspirational uh, journey to to take on. It has. It's been really fun. I'm wondering what other companies are kind of like would be great partners for these types of gifts. So I saw, I mean, one thing just very recently, there was, I think an Adidas came out with a shoe that's made from ocean plastic. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, right. That's a, a obviously like very large company with a specific product. Right. Um, but are there, can you talk a little bit about other, um, companies that either now or in the future would be a really good fit? 
Um, um, yeah, in terms platform. of like as our customers yeah. to buy our products. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, really, honestly, it's like every company. I yeah. I really, there can be the ones that are focused on corporate social responsibility, but also for the companies that have no focus on corporate social responsibility and really don't have a department that's focused on that, this is a really great way for them to show that they're supporting philanthropic causes through yeah. something that they're already doing. So we have companies that are extremely philanthropic that we work with. And then we also have companies where they really aren't doing enough at all. And they recognize that and they realize that this is a really easy way for them to be able to show their employees that they care um, about social responsibility. So we have kind of clients across the board um, when it comes to the type of companies that we work with. Yeah. So are there, um, what, what, what large companies do you really admire in terms of their um, programs that they have in corporate social responsibility? Yeah. You know, my old employer um, Deloitte does have fantastic programs in corporate social responsibility. I did even though, you know, I, yeah, I saw like the waste with some of the things that they were buying. They had an incredible focus on it. They have a whole consulting department that was focused on social impact. They shut down their offices across the world for a day to do volunteering and they made sure, you know, there were always programs and ways for you to give back. So um, I do, you know, there are big companies like that that are doing great things um, mm-hmm. and that you might not know about, but companies are um, increasingly having a focus on corporate social responsibility and also just recognizing its importance, especially with everything going on in the world. The last year or two, you see more companies kind of speaking up to, hey, I support refugees. Hey, right. um, this is the Me Too movement. Here's a really easy way for me to support women um, yeah. and say you you can buy our leather bag that you know is you know supporting women or you can buy a candle from our site um, that's hand poured by a woman refugee. It's an easy way for a company to speak to the causes that um, they care about and really align their core values to their corporate gifting. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and so have you um, have you you haven't raised money yet, right? We haven't. Yeah. And um, and uh, your co-founder, uh, tell us the story about uh, joining forces. with your Yeah, co-founder. my co-founder, Jerry, is a really fantastic guy. I met him in business school. Um, you know, we didn't know each other well in school, but we worked together uh, for the co- course of the semester on on this project together. And he's just honestly like one of the most interesting people that I know. Um, he's. Um, really a serial entrepreneur. He has his MBA, his JD, and like three other master's degrees. One of those really overeducated people. <laughs> um, and he's just really incredible. He came back. Um, he's over, you know, about 30 years my senior and came back to study social impact at business school. So he wow. really didn't need to do that. He had done really well for himself. And um, he really wanted to find a way to do good with the rest of his career. And I really admire that about him. Um, we're a really interesting pair when we, you know, come into um, a meeting or boardroom when you have a, you know, millennial woman and, and someone almost 30 years or senior, you know, walking in. So it's a, it's a really nice balance and uh-huh. uh, really great as co-founders. And so, um, how do you guys split responsibilities? Um, you know, we each kind of dabble in everything as everyone does at any <laughs> sure. startup. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, he has a lot of experience, um, you know, having his JD with like legal and, um, a lot of experience with finance. He's been in commercial real estate for about 30 years here in LA. So he has a really great background there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really, you know, balance things out. I'm definitely more of like the creative, the marketing person. He, you know, you won't find him, um, understanding how to, you know, reply all on an email, like just small little <laughs> things. So, um, you know, we, we laugh mm-hmm. a, about getting him up to speed in terms of tech and, you know, social media, but it's great because because, you know, we each balance each other out and we have our strengths, um, you know, in each department. Yeah. 
So do you see, do you foresee that you will raise funding at some point? Or? You know, we talk about it. It's always <clears throat> a big trade off for us because of our social impact. And um, it can be, it can be difficult because you can sacrifice that as mm-hmm. you grow and, and raise money. And for us, that's the most important thing about what we're doing. So um, as we grow, we just want to find a way to make sure that we can always control that and that, um, you know, the social impact is always in our hands. And it's hard to grow too quickly with the types of enterprises we work with. You have to think when, you know, our soaps and candles are directly employing women coming out of homelessness in L.A., right. um, how many thousands can they make? It'll really there's always, you know, a supply chain, um, a problem there, if you will. So we can't grow too quickly, but we also want to grow and we want to be able to, you know, have a huge impact. So uh, we talk about it kind of daily and it's one of those things we'll we'll explore as we grow. Yeah. Um, So um, so like with that, with the with the supply chain challenge that you might Mm -hmm. face, um, is that like you have to turn down orders or no, um, we've never come across having to turn down orders, but you know, if you raise, you know, 25 million or something, it will grow too quickly that it'll get difficult. (laughs) So, um, right now we're totally fine and you know, we can meet that and we can turn things around and we haven't had any issues with the really large companies that we're working with. So we get everything from, you know, 500 unit orders to 5,000 and, um, we can still turn them around, but of course, just due to the nature of our work, there is a slower time than, you know, a, a factory in, um, you know, China that's just printing a t-shirt. You know, we literally work with at-risk youth here in California who are being taught to uh, screen print all of our apparel. So there's just by nature um, a longer lead time built into the types of businesses that we work with. Right. And so um, that, how how do you do that storytelling? Is that something? So important. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's really unique because we work with so many different types of enterprises. So, um, Uh, Right now, um, we have like a story card for all of them where we really try to tell their story when you get when you get the gift itself. So for some of them, for example, uh, we have the candles that are hand poured by the women refugees that I mentioned. We actually have a photo of the woman who poured that candle on the front of it. And when you receive that candle, you actually read about her story as a refugee, the country she came from, uh, what some of the troubles were for her and her family coming here to America and, and how you're changing her life and her family. And it can be just extremely powerful when, you know, you get a candle, sure. But like when you get a candle and you see the person who poured it for you and you read about, you know, the kind of life that she went through before this and that you're paying her a living wage and enabling her to stay in America. It's yeah. just really, really powerful. Yeah. Wow. Are there certain parts of uh, like parts of the community that have been helpful for you as you've grown as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, let me think. So, yeah, I, I really admire um Cam Kashani, she's here uh, and runs a company called CoExcel. They're the first like human accelerator, if you will, uh, really focused on the entrepreneur and how do you enable them to just be be better as a human being and be better mm-hmm. at their job. And I, um, you know, spent some time working with Cam and completely admire what she's doing here. Yeah, amazing. Cam's a rock star, right? Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's she's phenomenal. Um, who else? Uh, other other folks you admire? Yeah, I really admire um, my coworker Janice Steverding. She was yeah. the second hire um, in Tom Shoes, you know, global giving program. She grew their giving department from one million to forty million pairs of shoes through impactful partnerships there. So the person in charge of giving away millions of pairs of shoes around the world, and she's just absolutely incredible. Uh, she's our head of impact right now, and there's probably no one I admire more than her. She knows. 
everything about the impact space. She knows exactly the types of partners that we should bring on. And one of the hardest things about what we're doing is actually measuring the social impact at the product Mm -hmm. level, which can be so difficult um, to really be able to tie back, you know, 15 minutes of employment for every candle that's poured or, um, you know, every water bottle provides six months of clean drinking water to an individual. She is really trying to tie that so that we can actually share that impact with the companies that we work with. And then they can create things like social media shareables and mm. um, a social impact report. So it's a very difficult aspect of what we're doing. And I wholeheartedly really admire how um, she's really able to do that and find, uh, you know, the right organizations for us to be working with. Yeah. So how, one of the things that's challenging as a startup or can be, right, is finding these amazing hires. Like how, how'd you get Janice? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I just really, really lucked out. I met Uh her actually at a conference at USC, um, at the business school there, it's called the move forward conference. So Mm -hmm. it's all focused on social impact businesses and some really incredible businesses as well that are coming out of USC. And, you know, she came up at the end and just introduced herself when I did my business pitch and was talking about what I was doing. And she said, Hey, you know, Tom's created a marketplace place that was kind of similar. Here are a couple of really awesome companies you should check out. And, you know, I kind of bothered her for months to like get some intros to companies. And then she ended up coming into my office and we just hit it off together. (laughs) We had both lived in, um, we both lived in South Africa and, uh, we really, um, just had a lot to talk about in that department and, um, really just giving back. And we had a lot of, a lot of alignment there. And I think we both just kind of looked at each other and felt like, you know, God had put us in that place to meet each other and that wow. like we were meant to work together. And I, you know, I got kind of personal after when I said I wanted to hire her cause we weren't really at the stage where we wanted to bring on a full-time hire yet, but I just felt like it was one of those moments where it was like, that was meant to be. Yeah. And I think I, yeah, I just feel really lucky. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I, I think also, um, I mean, you have such an interesting experience, uh, as you talked about all the places, right. Where you gave back mm-hmm. in between high school and college yeah, and yeah. like, can you share a little bit how transformative that was for you? Cause oh when, God, when I, yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, just to like put a little, um, paint on that, right. A mm-hmm. lot of people think that there's like one path, right. You go to high totally. school, then you go straight to college, then yeah. you, and you like get good grades and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, the appreciation of these different paths that people mm-hmm. walked can, can actually be really powerful and transformative. And so, so I'm powerful. just curious about No, that. I, yeah. I'm happy you asked. Cause, um, I really <clears throat> tell people all the time how much it impacted my life. And it was kind of crazy cause you know, you're only 18 years old. You don't think yeah. that it's going to have such an impact on your life. But I mean, I came from a town where I was lucky enough to always have food on the table and, you know, a roof over my head and a nice community and, and friends. And, you know, of course everyone goes through stuff growing up, but not like, you know, seeing post-Hurricane Katrina devastation and people not being able to go back to their homes for, you know, two years. And you go and work in the inner city schools and you recognize how lucky you are to have the education that you have. And um, I think when you see, you know, those types of situations firsthand, it completely changes you. And I also think a lot of people think you have to go abroad to go volunteer and people go on volunteer Mm -hmm. trips abroad and seeing the need right here in our own country is the most eye-opening thing that I could have ever imagined because um, it's there's just too many people that think you need to go abroad to go help people and there's so many people right here in our own backyard in our own community in our own country who are in desperate need and um, that's a huge focus of what we want to do is really you know support our community um, support LA support California support America um, but also of course support globally just people in need Um, and 
I definitely always encourage people that if you have kids, make them do a gap year. And me and my husband say that we're going to actually have our kids do that. If, yeah. if they want us to pay for their college education, um, they have to serve for a year. Uh-huh. And that's just like something that's that I'm so going to say good. because I, I, it transformed me that much that I think it would yeah. do the same for anyone. And in many ways, I'd imagine my friends who've done that, um, I think got more out of college because of that, mm-hmm. um, because they're, 100%. You're, you're, yeah, you're more, more mature. mature. Yeah. 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 100%. Like I went to school, I was actually planning on studying like engineering, which to me is completely crazy because I would have been the worst engineer. <laughs> um, so it's funny to me that I was ever even thinking about being an engineer and then, yeah. you know, I do AmeriCorps and then I realize, oh, like business. Oh, like maybe I can do business for good. And, um, I never, ever, ever would have been on the path that I'm on without taking that year. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I love also the like in LA. There's the, the obviously the homelessness is a big problem mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Or not even a problem. It's just a challenge, right? That yeah, that it's we're, a problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's, it is. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's getting worse recently. It is. Um, and then uh, uh, Mayor Garcetti released um, a new plan recently, mm-hmm. just in the last few days. Does that impact you at all? Do you have thoughts on that? Is it? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, it impacts some of the organizations that we work with and the nonprofits that we support. Um, I think. We work with a lot of incredible organizations here in L.A. that are helping uh, with that cause. Uh, you may have heard of like the Giving Keys. Um, they're an incredible organization that actually employs men and women um, transitioning out of homelessness. And they hand mm-hmm. stamp, you know, inspirational messages on keys and provide them with full time living wages. Um, we also work with that organization. I mentioned, you know, Poverty's. They're employing women transitioning out of homelessness to do um, our screen printing on all of our apparel. Um, there's ways that you can really enable long-term, you know, success for those individuals and support mm-hmm. them and and pay them living wages and and help to connect them to jobs afterwards as well. So Downtown Women's Center as well, an incredible organization here. They're the ones I was talking about that have the, you know, soaps and candles and an employment program and so many other services that they provide that are absolutely incredible for that community. So it's a really difficult challenge, but there's small things that you can do, such as just buying products that right. help provide employment to those individuals and help to, you know, fund living wages. It's not, this is an expensive city to live in and, um, you know, it's expensive for anyone, but when you're in that type of situation, you know, a small, uh, just a small thing like buying soaps and candles that help women transitioning out of homelessness, just like do that instead of a regular (laughs) gift off of Amazon for your mom for the holidays. Like there's little things that you can do. Everyone's buying a gift. So, so to that, where should we go to gifts for good with, for that or where, where, where would we go? I mean, um, we, while we are focused on corporate gifting, we, about 50% of our products, uh, you can buy just one off on our site Mm -hmm. and you can get things for everything from the holidays to, you know, gifts for your wedding even. So even though we're not focused on that, we serve those markets and, um, we can do just, you know, one off gifts. So yeah, giftsforgood.com. Um, check it out. Anytime you're giving a gift, I just want to encourage everyone. It's a $110 billion industry, the gifting industry. <laughs> One in every 10 retail dollars in the US is spent on a gift. It's wow. astounding how much money is being spent on gifts and I always just want to encourage people the next time you're buying a gift, buy one with purpose and yeah. just try to do that. Yeah, that's so, so good. Um, so um, Laura, if 
you had an ask of the community, mm-hmm. um, what would it be? Um, my ask of the community would be to go on our Facebook page. And for every like that we get on our Facebook page, we donate a meal to a person in need. So mm. um, a really, really easy way. Just give us a thumbs up. We're at Gifts for Good HQ, G-I-F-T-S-F-O-R-G-O-O-D, and then HQ like headquarters. So just go like our Facebook page. And it's as easy as that. You can provide a meal to someone. <laughs> so cool. So easy to help. I love it. Um, Well, Laura, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. UpGuard, one of my favorite companies in Mountain View, combines asset discovery, security ratings, and vendor questionnaires for the only complete cyber risk solution. Not only do they keep us safe online, they empower women in tech internally. They focus on hiring female engineers to make sure that we rise to the top. So I welcome you to take a look at their job opportunities from Mountain View to New York, New York to Sydney, Australia. They are a company worth exploring. Their mentorship culture is magnetic. Mention the Women in Tech podcast when you apply. Just as they celebrate women in tech, we want to celebrate you too. So make sure to let us know when you've reached out to UpGuard and we'll make sure to feature you on the Women in Tech social channels. We believe in you upguard.com visit them for yourself you'll see exactly what i mean the women in tech podcast is an independent production funded by you the community to support women in tech if you believe in the vision as much as we do please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com that's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going thank you Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.